Hi, everyone. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help shift your vibe and radiate self-love so you'll naturally become a magnet to all of your desires in life and love. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Callie Mae Bishop again. She's a feminine embodiment coach who helps women do exactly that, tap into their feminine energy and attract what they want in all areas of their life. So welcome. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Helena, and hello to all the beautiful souls listening. Yes, we are broadcasting live on Bullhorn. Today, we're going to be sharing seven secrets to embody your divine feminine energy. Callie, I know you're just the perfect person to bring on and talk about this, and this is really what my podcast is all about, so I can't wait to dive in. Is there anything you want to say before we get started? Well, for those of you that maybe are like, what is divine feminine energy? Maybe you're new to this world. I always like to say that whether you're a man or a woman or however you identify, you have both masculine and feminine energy inside of you. And one necessarily isn't better than the other. But I find for women and a lot of the clients that I work with, that when you can connect to your feminine energy, if you are a female, if you have a female body, it's like connecting to your superpower. So I love teaching about this. I love helping women connect to this. And I can't wait to share my tips and tricks today. Amazing. I could definitely use this episode myself. So I was really looking forward to this all week. I think we constantly need reminders sometimes or it can't do anything but help us to get more into our feminine energy, no matter what's going on, even when things are going great, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's our birthright. And like I said earlier, I myself am like, okay, how can I connect more to her? I call her her. How can I connect more to her today? So, so happy to share this with you and everybody else. And I wanted to mention, I know you just opened up a new round of free embodiment breakthrough calls for women in my community. We'll talk more about that at the end, but is there anything you want to say about that? That is in the episode details right now if you're listening live. If you're listening to the replay of this, that'll be the first link in the show notes if you'd like to book a free call. Yeah, this is like my little love note to you. If you really resonate with me today and what we're talking about and you have something in your life that you just can't quite access, maybe it's a certain aspect of your feminine energy, hop on a call with me and we'll break it down and have a mini embodiment breakthrough together. I love doing these. So I really look forward to anybody who decides to sign up. Perfect. Okay. I see some people joining live now. So let's dive in. What's the first tip that you have for everyone today? Yes. So the way that I like to think about divine feminine energy is it's just like any relationship. Imagine you have a new person in your life and you're like, oh, I really would love to connect with so-and-so. You can think of your feminine energy like a person. So you want to actually create space for her. So the way that I do this is through an altar. And now if altar brings up some stuff for you, some people that's like a trigger word, just creating a special space where you can spend time to connect with her just like a friend that you would carve out time with to hang out with. So what I recommend is creating a special space in your home where you can do all the practices that I'm going to share with you today. But on this special space, you can bring in flowers. I have rose quartz on my altar. I have certain Hindu goddesses that I'm really inspired by, but maybe you have an archetype of the feminine that inspires you, whether that's Mother Mary or Lakshmi. And so just bringing in little trinkets and reminders of what it is that you're trying to embody to act as a symbolic representation of the energy that you're ready to receive. So create space for her 
is the first one. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that very yeah. practical tip that we can all do. Yeah, personally, I love roses and candles and all of that stuff really helps me connect to my body, connect with my feminine energy. I love it. That's the perfect one to start on. Are we ready for number two? Yes, yes. So the second thing, so like I said, your feminine energy is really a superpower. And it's also a muscle that can be built. And one aspect of that is your intuition. So one of the best ways that you can really start to tap into your feminine energy is to honor that intuition to honor your internal guidance system. If you are listening, and you are a woman, whether you believe it or not, you have so much living intelligence inside of you. I say we have three centers as the divine feminine that we can really call upon for information. And that's our heart, our womb, and then our pussy. So I recommend quieting your mind at the beginning, at the end of the day, and just tapping into these three centers, just being like, hey, heart, how are you doing right now? What can I do for you? Once again, this really is just a relationship that you're cultivating. So just like with a friend, ask questions, be sincere, ask what you can do for them, and you will be so surprised by what happens. It really does feel like a part of you comes online. So that's my second tip and trick is to honor your intuition. I love it. I know we were chatting before we started recording and you were saying that you're also now teaching tantric and how to connect sexually with your partner. So I think you could probably help anyone out who's looking for improvements or help in those areas too, right? Yes, absolutely. I've noticed that sensuality is an aspect of the feminine that some people are timid to express, or maybe they grew up thinking that was a negative thing to express their sexuality or their sensuality. So for me, it's been so much fun helping my clients really empower themselves in that way, because it's kind of like our life force that gets to be turned back on. Yeah, love it. All right. Are we ready for number three? These are so yes. great. Yes. yes. <laughs> so number three is to express your emotions. Express express, express. And once again, just like the feminine, the masculine has their own thing. The masculine is allowed to be angry, but they're not allowed to be sad. And the feminine is allowed to be sad, but she's not really rewarded by society for getting angry. But what happens is when we suppress our emotions is we end up repressing them. And if we do that for long enough, we become depressed and we really start to dissociate from this natural energy that's inside of us, which is our feminine expression. So I recommend having a daily practice where you have full permission to emote, whatever that looks like. I know in a previous episode we did together, Helena, I shared the mini somatic release breathwork practice. That's something that I do every single day. But it doesn't matter what you do, my loves, as long as you're having a space where consciously you're giving yourself permission to express, whether that's screaming into a pillow or letting yourself be in your watery emotions. It's actually your superpower to be able to feel. And that's often how we heal things too. So if you feel like you have some healing with the feminine that needs to happen for you to really tap into that, feel it to heal it. So expressing your emotions is the third one. Oh, that can be so difficult sometimes. I know for me personally, I can tend to get depressed and really exhausted and run down or even achy, just this kind mm. of run down fatigued feeling every once in a while, not too often. And sometimes it's just an emotion I'm not facing. And then once I allow myself to feel that, things start to move energy wise. Have you experienced that as well? Or do you hear that from clients? Oh, that is so common. And mm. that's the funny thing is usually we're resist, resist. I don't have time for this or this makes me feel weak. So therefore, I'm not going to actually honor it and let it come through. But it's almost like the sooner we stop resisting it, and we just allow ourselves that good cry, or to scream into a pillow, the energy dissipates. 
right? And there's this mm-hmm. openness. So yeah, I know that especially if you grew up being told to be quiet, or even yeah. when we're babies, it's like, shh, don't cry. You know, we have these really deep imprints. So if you're listening, and that's something that's hard for you, I recommend to just microdose yourself. And what I tell my clients is actually to schedule out time for it. And I know that sounds super masculine. But sometimes you get triggered at work or something comes out. And if you can tell your brain that tonight at 5pm, you're going to have an opportunity to be without emotion, that emotion and that part of you no longer feels neglected. And automatically, you're able to co-regulate with yourself. So that's my little tip there. I love it. I have so much to say on that. I think we can probably do a whole episode just on that. I know that can be really difficult for a lot of us, especially if we grew up with that programming of like, don't cry, it's fine. And then we start to deny those feelings within ourselves. We think that we should be more reasonable than that. And then it just kind of persists and hangs around. And so I love that. I think it's such a great tip. Are we ready for number four? Yes. So number four is live in your body. Okay, that sounds simple, right? It's like, okay, Callie, I have a body right now. I'm pretty sure I'm living in it. (laughs) But what tends Mm -hmm. to happen is if you struggle with getting stuck in your masculine, that probably means that you lean towards being more of an analyzer. You rely on your mind. Maybe your job even requires you to really stay in that space. But if you're one of those women, you're waking up in the morning with a full head of thoughts, I actually have a really great exercise for you, and it's called the brain dump. So this is a great way to move from your mind back into your body. So when you first wake up in the morning, before you do anything, before you look at your phone, before you even try to do your dream recall or whatever, I want you to just take a pen and paper and I want you to just brain dump. It's literally everything that I have to do for today, everything that's maybe left over from yesterday. And what happens is the etheric, the mind, it starts to become tangible and you take it out of your mind and out and onto the paper. And this allows you to sort of empty that space And then I recommend taking a transition into the body. And this can look like some self-massage. I love giving myself mini foot rubs in the morning, just as little self-care. You know, our feet carry us through our whole day. So if we can take care of our foundation, everything else usually feels a lot better. So moving from your head into the body and just living in your body as much as possible. And I have so many other tips. I feel like I could do a whole session just on this one. Mm. But just noticing when you're stuck in your mind, take a sacred pause. Put a hand on your heart, put a hand on your belly and just take a deep breath in and commit to coming back into your body. Beautiful. It's so important. It's so easy to forget that too. And I think a lot of times for me, at least personally, I don't automatically just go, I'm feeling a little off. I think I'm up in my head or I think it might be anxiety or I think it might be an emotion I'm not feeling. It doesn't normally occur to me as the first thought. I think, oh, maybe I'm coming down with something. Maybe <laughs> maybe I need more sleep. I'm just exhausted or something like that. So I love that little reminder because often it is just that simply. I just need to get into my body and feel what's going on. So I think that's perfect. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, like I was saying before, our body has so much information and so much intelligence. And I find that I've really been able to see my body as an ally and an advocate for what I really need. So when we can be in that space, there's a clearer line of communication that's happening too, which is super supportive. I love it. So great. Are we ready for number five? 
Yes, let's do it. Okay, so number five, this one's really simple. And I know earlier, Helena, you were saying, yeah, sometimes I just need a reminder. And if you need a really quick reminder of what the feminine is, just go outside, spend time in nature. Nature is the largest tangible expression of the feminine that we have. We call her Mother Earth for a reason. You can look at her beauty, her strength, her resiliency, sit by a tree, look at a river go by know that you are no different than her. So this is one of my favorite ways to sort of hijack and take me back into my feminine. It's just to go outside and breathe her in and know that you're no different. So great. Yeah. It's such a good reminder. Sometimes I feel like, ah, oh, it just takes, especially now with a baby, it's like, should we really go down to the ocean? It's not even that far away, but I got to pack up everything. It seems like a lot of work, but it really isn't. And then once we're there, once I'm there, or even just walking around the neighborhood or something, I'm always so glad I did that. And I go, why don't I do this more often? This is so amazing. It's so worth it. So worth the effort it takes to just do that, which isn't even all that much effort at all. So I think that's a great <laughs> tip. I really like that one. Yeah. What's number six? Yes. Number six is spend time with other women who are connected to their divine feminine. It's sort of birds of a feather flock together. And there's this dominant frequency effect. This has actually been studied when one person in the room has a really strong frequency. So in this case, a really strong connection to their divine feminine. What happens is all the other energies either have to match that energy or they're sort of repelled out. And so don't worry if you're like, what if I get repelled out? That's most likely not going to happen because you have the intention to connect with this energy within yourself. But this is one of the reasons that I've just started opening up group programs is because there's this ripple effect. There's this domino effect that happens when women come together with a shared value and intention. And I do this for myself all the time. If I've been having a crazy work week, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to go to the sister gathering on Friday and dance my butt off and reconnect to my divine feminine. So this is a really easy one. Just go spend time with other women who are connected to their divine feminine. Such a good tip. I think a lot of people who are drawn to this work, women especially, they're so empathic and have huge hearts and can tend to just take on the energy of someone else. I can do that a lot. I know if I'm talking to a male friend that I work with, for example, I just feel myself getting pulled into that energy and we can talk and analyze and talk about the numbers and statistics and all that stuff. And that is great, but it's also important to spend time with people or tap into the other side too. I really like that. Do you have any tips for people who don't have anyone in their life like that? I hear from so many women who are new to this mm. work and nobody that they know is into this. Yeah, absolutely. I remember being that place feeling like the star seed sheep, as I call it. It's like <laughs> the black sheep meets the star seed and being like, I don't know where my tribe belongs. And the beautiful thing is we have these amazing little small boxes that are like little oracles, aka our phones that can connect us to pretty much anybody in the world. So if that's you and you're like, I don't have somebody in my immediate space, join my Embodied Queen program or find other women online that you're like, wow, I really love the way that she holds her Herself, or I'm really inspired by her connection to her body or the way that her feminine energy expresses herself. And even just having that in your feed, once again, is like a subconscious imprint of what you're growing within yourself. So that's what I did at the beginning because I lived in a town of 13,000 people in Wyoming where divine feminine energy and even healing was not on the radar. So <laughs> I started online and then what's beautiful is through online, then you can create those connections and find them in your spaces. And also I recommend for women, 
ecstatic dances are a really great space to find other women that are really connected to this energy I've found. So if you have that available in your area, also consider checking that out if you like to get down. Nice. That's so great. And are we on number seven already? These we are. Just are. Wow. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Number seven, and speaking of dance, so it's dance. And I grew up dancing and I feel really blessed. I feel like this is the thing that really allows me to connect to her most consistently. And that's because it's the easiest and it's the most fun. We're not truly going to be able to do something if it feels challenging. So dance is really like a quantum hack into the feminine. So the feminine energy is all about movement and flow. So just turn on your favorite playlist. I have a really great one on my Spotify. It's called Dance with Desire. And just dance to three songs. This is a hack. If you have like a date where you really want to feel juicy and connected to your divine feminine, or maybe you just want to feel empowered meeting a new group of friends, dance is a really powerful way to get you back into your body and get you connected to this energy. So that's number seven. It's my favorite. I do it almost every single day if my body will allow me to. And I invite all of you to do it as well. That is so great. I love these tips so much. We'll recap them in a little bit, but I'd love to ask you, how does this make you magnetic to the right person for you or to any desire you have in life, whether it be more money, more career opportunities, friendships, living situations, vacations? I know that this works in all areas of your life. I'd love to hear your take on how this pulls those things towards you. Yeah. So when you're in your feminine, you are more present and you're more receptive. The masculine is very linear. It's like the assertive. It's sort of the sympathetic nervous system of go, 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 and you're ready to fight. When you're in your feminine, you're actually soft and you're open and you can receive. So the metaphor I like to use is the masculine is kind of like the fist. It's like, I will do, I'm going to accomplish, I'm ready to fight. And if you soften that and you open it up, you have a hand that's actually now available for you to put something in it. So that's sort of the metaphor that I like to use. You become this open hand. You become more receptive to actually receive what you want. You don't have a barrier, an energetic or a physical or even emotional block to receiving that promotion or to receiving that cutie that you've been crushing for so long, right? You're more inviting. So that's the first thing that I've really noticed. And there's also just something so beautiful. I'm sure all of you can relate to this. You know, you, Helena, as well. You see a woman who's really connected to her feminine and she's just magnetic. And my theory is she's turned on. She's turned on in her body. She's having fun. She's enjoying herself. And that type of energy is so contagious. It really is like a magnet and it just pulls things in. I will tell you, a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but almost every incredible offer, job opportunity, relationship connection that I have been given was when somebody was witnessing me and my divine feminine. So this is like when somebody was witnessing me dancing at a community event. This is when, when somebody was witnessing a paint play party. When we're in that creative, playful flow, there's just this magnetism that's created. So it's one of those things you just kind of got to play with it and see the magic for your own. But I've been really blessed to see this time and time again for myself. That is beautiful. Such a good reminder for everyone. And I love dispelling the myth that feminine energy means just being perky and upbeat and girly and pasting mm -hmm. a smile on your face. It's just not where it's at at all. That's not what we're talking about here on this podcast. So I think that that's important. Do you have anything to say on that? I think a lot of people, especially really smart, ambitious, driven women, most people in my community are definitely that way. I'm certainly that way myself, might resist the feeling 
I don't want to be feminine because that's going to make me less successful or I might be seen as ditzy or something like that. I would love to hear any thoughts you have on that. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I have so much to say at this. And I want to admit that I was once that woman. Mm -hmm. I really, really judged women who were connected to their feminine. I was in the sciences for a long time and I played basketball and golf and I grew up with all boys around me, like cousins, things like that. And so it was really communicated to me, whether it was conscious or not, that the feminine was sort of less than. And unfortunately, in our society, it really does celebrate the masculine. So first of all, I want to say if you're one of those women, it makes a lot of sense why you would prefer to be in your masculine or being in your feminine would seem less attractive. So first and foremost, I totally get it. I was there. And the second part, and I'm so glad that you spoke to this, Helena, is that, yeah, being feminine isn't the stereotypical all pink, super flirty or, or uh -huh. ditzy, like you said. Being the feminine is like nature. It's all of it. It's winter. It's spring. It's fall. So in the winter, that's like the destruction and the breaking down so that we have nutrients for spring. And that's like you when you're in your watery seasons and you're maybe crying a lot. That's your luteal phase of your cycle. The feminine is so beautiful because she's all of it. And this is why expressing your emotions is so important and specifically looking at the part of yourself that you don't feel is going to be loved by somebody else, whether that's your anger or your assertiveness or whatever aspect of yourself that you've hid away. It's actually so, so important to bring forward. So yeah, I just send so much compassion and know that once again, one isn't better than the other. I love connecting to my masculine energy and I love, yeah. you know, having that structure. It's what allows me to do my business and do so many of the things in my life. But what I'm really inviting and offering to all of you is to think and really do a diagnostic check and look at your life. Is there an area in your life where it's out of balance? And for most women, actually, the feminine is a lot weaker than the masculine because of the reasons that I said before. So if that's the case, you can try one, maybe all of these things that we're going to review here in a little bit and just know that how you do it is perfect. There is no right <laughs> way. There is no wrong way. Whatever makes you feel present in your body, whatever makes you feel sensual and present is just the word that I keep using. That's going to be the thing for you. So true. I was not planning on sharing this at all today because I'm feeling so much better, but I would love to just share a quick example from this morning, actually, that kind of demonstrates what we're talking about today. I woke up definitely hormonal. This does not happen very often, actually, but every once in a while I woke up and I was just like, I'm going to need to cry today. I just felt just irritated for no reason, just a bunch of things all at once. And my amazing husband who was downstairs taking care of our nine-month-old baby all night, who's teething, you know, so I could get some sleep and I still didn't sleep that well. I just feel so much appreciation for him. I felt like, oh, I don't want to go downstairs in this terrible mood when he's, you know, <laughs> been up all night with our baby so I could get some sleep trying to help me out. I would go downstairs and I see him and I just feel like that's kind of like my safe space, my safe person. I immediately just start crying for no reason. I couldn't even put my finger on it. Just like you said, I felt like this is not lovable right now. I'm not mm -hmm. fun to be around at all. I should be just appreciating him and all that stuff. And he was just so sweet and wonderful. He's like, what's wrong? Oh, come here. Hugged me. Just so great. And I know that sometimes men don't exactly do or say the perfect thing in those moments. Sometimes <laughs> they just don't know what to do with us, but it was just what I needed. And 
sometimes I think, do I deserve this? Do I deserve this mm-hmm. level of support, this level of love from somebody? And I can just be myself and feel all my emotions. And it's funny, within five minutes, we were cracking up laughing. Like, like you said, yeah. like, I could just feel that. It just let it go. And it was fine. I felt great ever since then. But if I had resisted that and just held mm-hmm. on to that all day, because I'm trying to hold it together and be happy, be in a good mood. So everyone's in a good mood. It's funny. This, I felt it within minutes, it was gone. And we were laughing and having a great time. So that's a little example of just something that happened earlier today that really demonstrates this. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. I feel Uh like so many people can relate to that. Like you said, it doesn't happen every now and again, or maybe that is a thing. And if you are waking up irritable, once again, that's sort of like, you know, on the dashboard when there's a sign that's like something off in the vehicle, you can think of it just as a messenger that's there that's inviting you to feel something that you probably haven't been feeling. Because like you said earlier, what we resist persists. And if you would have resisted that, it could have probably grown throughout the day, that irritability, that frustration. But you did such a beautiful job being in your feminine and being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be seen by your person. And then the fact that you were like, and then we were laughing a couple minutes later, you transmuted it because you actually feel it. So yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's hard to do that. Especially I think so many women who are in this community or drawn to this work are so reasonable, such a good head on their shoulders. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't want to burden this other person with what I'm feeling when they're doing so much, but it really is just so much better to feel it and express it. I think those were two of the tips. So we're almost to the end of the 30 minutes. I would love to recap these seven tips and then talk about your free embodiment breakthrough session again. Yes, yes. So number one, create a space for her, you know, create a space for your divine feminine to be seen, heard and loved. This is an altar space, a special space just for you and this part of you. The second one is honor your intuition. This is your birthright. It's a muscle that's inside of you. And the more you listen to it, the stronger it will get. Number three is express your emotions. You are meant to be heard, your truth, your vulnerability, your full expression. We want it and we need it. The next one is live in your body. If you're in your mind, you're most likely in your masculine. So doing the exercise that I mentioned before, the brain dump or doing the self-massage or some movement, just something to get you back into your body because that is where your divine feminine lives. The next one is spend time in nature. She's the best example that we have, tangible example of the divine feminine. The next one is spend time with other women who are connected to their divine feminine. There's a beautiful domino effect that happens here. And the more magnetic you become, the more you'll actually start to also attract these women. I call it your royal court that eventually you find. And then the last one is to dance. It's the quickest, easiest way to get into your body and to connect to this energy that is your birthright. And I just want to finish by saying you can absolutely build this part of you if you feel disconnected from it, if you feel like it actually supports you more in your life to be in your masculine. I promise that there's medicine here for you. And I'd be so honored for any of you who feel inspired to hop on a call to click the link below. They're just 20 minute bite-sized calls and we can help you with your own divine feminine embodiment breakthrough. I love it. And that's totally free, right? 100% free for my community. It's totally free. Amazing. So if you're interested, no matter when you're listening to this, see if there's a spot available. Is that right? Is that how it works? Yes, exactly. So it'll pull up a calendar and they do book up fast. I do limit them. If you're feeling called, don't wait, run (laughs) and find a spot that works for you. And I absolutely can't wait to connect with you. 
Perfect. That is so generous of you. I'm so happy to be able to offer things like that to women in my community. And I just love your work and everything you do. I had so much fun today. I hope I can bring you on my podcast again soon. And if you're listening to the replay of this, you'd like to join me for my free live broadcasts. I broadcast my podcast live every other Friday. I'll include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. It's totally free. So much fun. You can join us live, type your questions into the chat, call in, talk to us personally and I will be back in two weeks. This was great, Callie. Thank you so much again. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk with you again soon. Thank you, love. Thank you, Helena. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. The biggest mistake women make when a man is hot and cold, acting distant, or pulling away is something called a connection barrier, and it only pushes him further away. If you'd like to read about what a connection barrier is so you don't accidentally make it, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.